What are the risks if medical device makers are slow to address cyber issues in their products? I'm Marian Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Bo Woods, a security expert at the Atlantic Council. Bo will be speaking to us about some of the latest issues involving medical device cybersecurity. So, Bo, we often hear about ethical hackers and independent researchers finding problems in medical devices that make their products vulnerable to hacking or other cyber issues. Does there seem to be a common thread in what's making these products vulnerable? For instance, is it a matter of access controls or other security areas that are commonly involved with these vulnerabilities? When security researchers or others find vulnerabilities in, in medical devices or other healthcare products in the cybersecurity portions, it tends to be in some commonly known patterns, either well-known vulnerabilities that come through the platform, the software platform that these devices run on, such as Microsoft Windows or Android or the Linux operating system that are unpatched in the medical device. Either the software maker hasn't issued the patch or the patch has not been applied to the medical device, uh, the specific medical device that you're looking at. Or there can be issues with either default or well-known credentials to access the medical device remotely. Things that are in instruction manuals for maintenance passwords and, and things like that. So those are the two main types of patterns that these vulnerabilities tend to come in. And then the third type would be new vulnerabilities that are unique to the medical device and are not known in other software platforms, and they're not limited or not caused by an access control mechanism. So, Bo, with that said, any suggestions for what these medical device makers should be doing to address these problems? And what are the top risks to patients and healthcare organizations that use these devices if these problems are not quickly addressed? There are many things that medical device makers can do to look at addressing some of the issues that exist, some of the cybersecurity issues that exist in medical devices. A couple of years ago, a group that I work with called I Am The Cavalry, which is a, a grassroots organization from the security research community, we put out a very simple framework for healthcare and for medical device makers as well as everyone in the care delivery ecosystem. And we called it the Hippocratic Oath for Connected Medical Devices. And essentially, it's a five-point list of capabilities that, when implemented, make medical devices safer from a cybersecurity standpoint. And there's a, a lot of detail underneath these, but just very quickly to lay those out, we ask that each person in the chain of care delivery, whether it's the medical device maker, the implementer, the biomedical group, IT group, the physicians, et cetera, keep in mind and more or less adhere to some principles and capabilities. And that is to build the devices with cyber safety in mind, the first one. So not just cybersecurity, which most people see as privacy, which we all know is covered by HIPAA, but the safety of the devices is not considered within HIPAA. So design with cyber safety in mind. Second one is to take help from willing allies. And in this we specifically mean people who are finding software vulnerabilities or weak points where an adversary could gain access or could cause some safety harm, some impact to patient safety. And that's either security researchers or in some cases physicians, in some cases an IT group or a third party who's doing an assessment. But just as a medical device maker, as a hospital, as a physician, listen to those who have come before you 
and who have found certain issues that could cause a patient safety harm. Uh, the third is to instrument and learn from cybersecurity issues or from patient issues. So if you have a medical device, make sure that it's able to capture evidence that someone may have been tampering with it or that there was a normal course of a disease that caused, caused some patient safety issue rather than what is the, often happens, which is that there's no capability to track those modifications or potential manipulations of a device or that it's uh, easy to erase traces of a manipulation. The fourth capability then is to isolate and contain potential issues, both within the environment itself. So connected medical devices exist within a computer network, and sometimes other devices in the computer network can become malicious or hostile towards the medical device because they're infected with a virus or something like that. So resist the adversarial and accidental manipulation or safety issues. And then within the medical device itself, have some protections so that system capabilities that need to be easily accessible cannot adversely affect patient care. And then the fifth capability is to respond quickly and inoculate against future patient safety issues. So this is the idea that once you know that there's a security or a safety issue within a device, respond very quickly. And these are things like software updates. Just the other day, Microsoft released a bunch of patches for Microsoft Windows. And medical devices often run on Microsoft Windows. So it's reasonable to assume that those updates would be rolled into the medical device. There's a some period of testing and validation and verification that needs to go into the test procedures before those updates can be rolled to make sure that the device is safe. So neither act too swiftly nor delay too long because either of those conditions can adversely affect patient care. So just to recap those five, it is build safety in, you know, consider safety uh, in the design phase, cyber safety specifically, take help from willing allies on cyber safety to instrument and learn from cyber safety issues, to isolate and contain cyber safety issues, and then to act quickly to inoculate against future cyber safety issues. So now, Bo, as we've seen in some cases, medical device makers don't always do these things. In fact, mm -hmm. the Food and Drug Administration recently sent a letter to medical device maker Abbott warning the manufacturer that it must submit a plan within 15 days to address previously identified cybersecurity vulnerabilities and other potential safety issues in certain cardiac devices of St. Jude Medical, which Abbott acquired in January. Among the problems cited by the FDA, the warning to Abbott says that St. Jude Medical may have failed to address issues related to device batteries, as well as to fully mitigate cybersecurity vulnerabilities that were part of findings by a third-party researcher last August. So now, Bo, with this all said... It appears that the alleged cyber vulnerabilities of St. Jude products have now become the headache of the second company, Abbott. So when it comes to the cybersecurity of products, what are the lessons here for other companies, especially if they're contemplating acquisitions or other sorts of business arrangements with medical device makers? One of the issues to keep in mind with the St. Jude and the Abbott story is that a lot of the information is still undisclosed and there's been a lot of back and forth 
among all the parties. And so it's not always absolutely clear what's happened. With this specific issue and with the FDA's recent letter, uh, essentially what they said is, is what you stated. They said that there were known problems with some of these devices, not just cybersecurity problems, but also battery drain problems, that the manufacturer, St. Jude, had known about those previously and had failed to take an adequate response to address those in a timely manner. Some of the issues that people might want to look at if they're looking to acquire or looking to build a product is some of the response capabilities. You know, once you know that there is an issue, how do you adequately incorporate checks for that issue into your development process? How do you clearly message that out? How do you assess the risk of patient harm from these types of issues? And how do you take the appropriate actions? Those are decision-making processes within the organization as much as, if not more so, than and technical things. And those are the things that acquiring companies, as well as companies that build products, should evaluate regularly, especially in light of the FDA's recent post-market guidance for cybersecurity of medical devices, which essentially lay out a roadmap for medical device makers once they know of an issue, a cybersecurity issue, to triage it and then respond to it very, very quickly to restore and preserve both patient safety as well as public trust in the healthcare system. So, Bo, as you said, FDA has issued guidance for the cybersecurity of medical devices, both in the pre-market and the post-market cycle of these products. And that includes advising manufacturers to assess cyber risk in the design and development of their products, as well as through the entire life cycle. In fact, touching upon some of the things that you had mentioned earlier that you recommend as well. From your perspective, are most manufacturers taking FDA seriously with its recommendations? And if not, what's most worrisome to you in terms of what we're seeing from medical device makers? Well, device makers are are very varied. There's Many of them of all sizes and and all uh, kind of market segments are types of capabilities that they bring to healthcare. And any blanket statement will be false. There are some that are that are miles ahead that are absolutely leading the cause. Folks like Royal Phillips Healthcare, Johnson and Johnson, Drager from Germany, GE, and others are taking a very positive, proactive stance. And they're frequently engaging with the FDA. They're frequently engaging with the security research community. They're building really good, robust processes to be able to identify and fix issues before they become a problem, before they become something that the FDA needs to step in and have a role in. So for those organizations, and those are a handful of very large organizations, they're being very proactive. They're really getting out there in front of it. The smaller an organization is, the fewer absolute resources in terms of you know number of budget dollars or number of people dedicated to cybersecurity they can have. So that's where we're going to see a longer tail for some of the older practices uh, and for some of the less agile and responsive mechanisms that those companies may have. On the other hand, there are some small medical device makers that are very capable in cybersecurity, that management executives have a focus on cybersecurity, and that they're definitely looking to protect not just their reputation, not just patient data, but also their bottom line and patient safety. And they're staying ahead of the curve just as much so as the larger players who sometimes can be slower to react to these types of things. So across the medical device industry, 
you have various postures towards cyber safety with some of the big manufacturers leading the way and a handful of smaller manufacturers who are very, very quickly catching up. And then everyone else is at various states of kind of adoption of this cyber safety mindset. And finally, Bo, I understand that you'll be a speaker at an upcoming medical device cybersecurity workshop that's being hosted by the University of Michigan's Archimedes Research Center for Medical Device Security. Very briefly, can you just describe what you'll be discussing there? Well, Archimedes is uh, one of the most well-respected healthcare cybersecurity events out there. Uh, and I'm honored to be there speaking. Very briefly, I'll be covering some of the issues that lead to cybersecurity problems in healthcare and in medical devices, where some of the shared responsibility may lie, and then going into what are some of the things that manufacturers can look to do, as well as what are some of the things that manufacturers are already doing to work within the ecosystem with the FDA, with security researchers, with healthcare providers, with physicians and others, in order to ensure that we have a high degree of patient safety, uh, that that's first and foremost in our minds, and that we essentially make sure our healthcare system is safer, sooner, and that we get there together. Thanks, Bo. I've been speaking to Bo Woods. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.